Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Hello, good evening. It's six o'clock. Welcome to News Night. And coming up in the next 30 minutes, UK-based EIU predicts Ghana will have challenges servicing its huge debt next year as the debt repayment burden will eat up a substantial share of revenue for 2023. We'll bring you details of the latest report and hear from former finance minister who says the country's debt can be sustainable when government prevails on development partners to set up a fund to settle holders of Ghana's bonds. Also in this package, GTEC justifies decision to restrict numbers into colleges of education with a threat to withhold feeding grants if principals fail to adhere. We're just being rational and pragmatic. But there are fresh calls for teacher training allowances to be scrapped to enable government address the real challenges. So this is not a sustainable policy. The best way forward is for government to channel the 214 million a year which has proven inadequate to finance the allowance and feedings. 
chairman of the National Cathedral, has described all who didn't support the budgetary allocation of the cathedral as opposition to the work of God. I think we need to explain that what Parliament did not approve of was only part of the seed money that government said it would. And later in the bulletin. Songs of praise and thanksgiving as family and friends gather to celebrate the life of Elvis Kokukwashi, former general manager of the Joy Brands, who joined his maker exactly a year ago. We'll take you live to the house. These and more in this half-hour package. I'm Ernest Minu. Many thanks for choosing us. Let's settle for the details now. And the UK-based Economic Intelligence Unit is predicting Ghana will face challenges servicing its huge debt next year. Now, this is because the country's debt servicing commitment will eat up a significant part of the nation's revenue for 2023. The Finance Ministry this month announced its decision to suspend all debt servicing under certain categories of its external debt. But the EIU said in spite of that, the public sector debt to GDP ratio of many African countries will remain above 60%. My colleague Kweku Asante joins me in the studio with details of that report. Kweku, it appears that Ghana is not in this bracket alone, but what is the premise for this prediction by the EIU? So according to the report, Ghana, Tunisia, Egypt, Congo, Brazzaville, Zambia, Zimbabwe and Mozambique have enormous amounts of debt relative to their GDP and their governments will grapple with debt servicing burdens that will eat up a substantial share of their revenue in 2023. On the average, the public sector debt-to-debt GDP ratio will remain above 60% for Africa in 2022 and 23, and some African countries will far exceed this level. The need to service and some African countries will roll over large amounts of debt at a time when domestic and international borrowing costs are on the rise, which will weigh heavily on some countries in 2023, and things could get even more painful in 2024 when capital repayments are due earnest. And the EIU also predicts that there will be pressure on the exchange rate. So the EIU says Ghana, Malawi, Sierra Leone, Ethiopia and Egypt will all suffer from elevated rates of inflation, which will see their currencies depreciate by more than 10% against the US dollar. And in the case of Ghana in particular, the EIU says the city's depreciation against the dollar will be 22% in 2023. The report also says policymakers will be faced by the most pressing need to tighten monetary policy as um, uh, will be likely found in Ghana, Ethiopia, Egypt, South Africa and Zimbabwe. And that the annual average consumer price inflation will be double digits for about 42% of African states in 2022. So honest, pretty dark clouds that EIU is predicting for the African continent Mm -hmm. in 2023. Thank you very much for bringing us those details. But let's do some analysis on this. Let's go to the phone lines now and speak to uh, Professor of Finance and Economist at the University of Ghana, uh, Gottfried Bokpin. Thank you very much, sir, for your time here on Newsnight. We're also joined by Courage Boti. Thank you so much for joining us. Let me start with you, Professor Bokpin. So the EIU's report does largely reflect the current situation, except that because we have initiated a debt exchange program, both domestic and external, uh, one will think that it may affect the outlook a bit more positively in terms of how much of the servicing of our debts will weigh on, on our revenue. Don't you agree? 
thank you very much. Good evening and good evening to your um, yeah, so you, you are right. Uh, much of what the the report talks about is, is common knowledge now, right? It has been common knowledge essentially since uh, uh, Ghana officially uh, requested for IMF-supported program and then also with hints from the debt sustainability analysis. So you will see that um, a lot of what the report talks about uh, the market has reacted to them, has incorporated them. We've seen how the spread in terms of the uh, uh, how much our bonds were trading on the secondary market, the yield in excess of um, uh, uh, or above U.S. Treasury yields, widening in excess of 2,000 basis points. We've seen that. Um, so um, um, we all know, and I think government has also made it official now, for some time, from the beginning of the year, uh, government was living in denial. But I think um, it is now official that there is no... What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC way Ghana can meet its uh, financial obligations as and when they fall due without sharp adjustment to fiscal policy in terms of expenditure and revenue. Essentially, that's what they are saying, and then the financing mix, right? But I think um, with that acknowledgement, and as you rightly said, now that government has launched um, debt uh, uh, operation or debt restructuring, uh, depending on how it goes, uh, the outlook may be a bit more positive than has been projected in the report. 
And then also when it comes to the CD depreciation, of course, a lot depends on what happens between uh, the time the IMF staff level agreement is reached and then when the board um, finally approves the program. And I'm sure you can see the agency with which government is, uh, is approaching the debt exchange and all of that. So I think that, um, yes, um, and, and it's not only Ghana, um, it's not only Ghana. Uh, at least we know that in terms of price development, especially with respect to inflation, this will remain elevated. Uh, inflation is above 50%. If you look at end-of-year target for 2023, it looks harder to achieve. If you put all of that together, it, it leans towards um, a certain pressure on the local currency relative to the major trading currencies. Also, if you look at it, in terms of inflation differentials between Ghana and her trading partners. Of course, it doesn't always hold consistently uh, in that same magnitude, but it does give you an idea of the level of pressure that will come on the local currency when perceived right. differentials in inflation and interest rates I observed as we see currently. But a lot will also depend on how quickly the IMF program kicks in and then the necessary reforms. Mm. So there are some things that we have control over in terms of the necessary fiscal reforms, governor reforms, productivity enhancing reforms that we can initiate, right? right. But um, 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 to a large extent, there a lot that the report talks about, the market is aware. Mm. And, and so, and more especially because uh, when you talk about the debt servicing, uh, you know, outlook that the EIU mm. gives, it's been done vis-a-vis our revenues, our revenue projection. But yes. like you mentioned, if we secure the IMF program uh, together with the other support that will come from other international, you know, financial uh, agencies like yes. the World Bank, that yeah. may bring some relief, wouldn't you say? Yes, certainly. So and so are we to take this report with, with a pinch of salt? No, you wouldn't say so. Um, projections are as valid as the assumptions underlining the projections. And if you check, even the IMF, the World Bank, they make projections, they revise them. Okay, so because the projection you make today for 2023, it is not the case that assumptions will hold uh, 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 water for 12 months or so. No, a lot of things can change, right? And if you see the report and you, you benchmark that against the, the uh, some initiatives that government is initiate, uh, starting with, let's say, debt exchange, because if you look at the interest allocation mm. for next year, is that huge, more than 50 billion CDs. That relative to total revenue, yes, you would agree. But if government uh, 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 strategy mm. to suspend interest payment for next year, uh, uh, as they have announced, both for uh, external debt and then some revisions also to the debt exchange terms with the domestic debt, that would also free up some fiscal space, right? Mm-hmm. And then accrue save fiscal savings that will come to the country because you, you don't have to make those coupon payment, then they are available. They could they could be channeled to other growth enhancing areas or probably also in a certain way reducing your overall debt stock. So there are a lot of things that are happening right now that one would need to take into consideration. And therefore you will see that not too far from now there will be some kind of revisions. But it could also get worse. 
Hello? Yes, we are, we are listening, Doc. It could also get worse if the debt exchange goes in the opposite direction. Mm. Remember, government wants to achieve debt restructuring within the shortest possible time. Maybe <laughs> one of a kind in our history or even in the world history. Mm. Because on the average, debt restructuring, sometimes like four months, five months, six months, eight months. In fact, in the case of Zambia, it took more than six months and all of that. So, and that is why we've been advising that government needs to look at the approach that it is adopting in the debt exchange because it could backfire. And if, if it delays unnecessarily, then that will compromise how soon we can have an IMF program. Remember the IMF uh, staff level agreement, all the projections, the reforms, the mm -hmm. targets are as valid as assumptions underlining them. So if the staff level agreement delays so much before it goes to the IMF executive board, then possibly there may be some revisions to the staff level agreement in terms of the projections and all of that, because assumptions may not hold for that much. Mm. So it's in our own interest that government works with relevant stakeholders with some level of humility and, and then also so that we are able to make progress on the debt the restructuring fund. Mm. So Prof, can they again, hold the line for me? Yes, can you hold the line for me? Let me get the thoughts of uh, Courage Boti, especially on the uh, exchange rate prediction by the EIU. Uh, I mean, some level of depreciation is expected uh, going into the next year, especially when in the first quarter you have a lot of movement of forex. But the BOG uh, and government has announced some policies uh, to withhold a bit of, you know, what uh, the multinationals transfer out of the country. If all of that is to come into play, uh, together with the moves that Professor Bokprin talks about wouldn't 22 percent be too much well very good evening to uh, yourself professor boxing and then um, your listeners yeah so prof made um a very important point that uh, it doesn't invalidate what eiu has done they have certain assumptions and then i believe that is what is underpinning um the 22 percent projection of course government has since responded uh, and I'm just rehashing some of the things I've said anyway. Government has responded with some of the things that we now all know. First, it was known by a few who followed the space, but now formally announced. Uh, for instance, if we succeed in not paying external uh, interest on external debt as we've announced, and if we subsequently succeed in restructuring internal debt, and the target is to reduce the external debt service to about 18% of GDP by certain timeline. But it would have started from 2023 if we succeed in doing that. If the intervention Bank of Ghana have been passing all this while, and even now they're suggesting that we could think good for oil, I do not know what magnitude and what proportion of our total oil need might be uh, dependent on this gold exchange or whatever it is. But the reality is that some of these domestic interventions, plus the fact that commercial banks, the multinational, the external ones, may not be repatriated in dividends uh, in 2023 due to the Bank of Ghana directive, it could mean that some less pressure on the city uh, right. going into, into 2023. And all of that may probably improve uh, the, the outlook for the city, really. But of course, the domestic factors also hold true. I mean, pro inflation is still very much time properly that. Mm -hmm. And if that is anything to go by, already our local industries do not have the competitive advantage. And so with inflation very high, it even makes the local goods more expensive. And if we are going strictly by those 
Azam said, they might be, be doing a lot of importing things uh, to make up for the higher prices on the local market. We still do not have capacity, even if we are suspending and uh, 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 funding our what we call non-essential import with Bank of Ghana's reserves. The fact is that we do not have the capacity immediately to supply all of those things in the quantities we need locally. So somehow, the importers, the traders would have to source effort from the open market right. to try to get those things in, mm. which would also, I mean, do the flip side in the city, really put some pressure. So the dynamics are there, but the, the fact is that if everything that is being envisaged and being undertaken now holds true and yields the needed dividend, and I put a big if there, because there are roadblocks already we are seeing, and the external debt restructuring could take much longer than probably what we are expecting to do on the domestic market because then the dynamics are very different. And to ask and when we achieve success with some of these arrangements and the magnitude of those savings that we make from these can make a whole lot, lot of difference. Right. I'm grateful for your time. Very The way things are, even if you compare it to 2022 mm. and how we turn out and all of that, if normal flow of things go on as we started 2022, with 22% depreciation is very, very, very uh, considerable from the side. Well, thank you very much for your thoughts. But, Professor Bokmin, just a final one. Uh, you have hammered a lot on uh, physical responsibility on the part of government. Uh, but going forward into 2023, uh, as far as the monetary is concerned, what should the BOG be doing given the outlook uh, by the EIU? Yeah, thank you very much. I think uh, with, the, with IMF in the picture and, and also the idea that inflation must uh, decelerate, um, perhaps the uh, monetary policy will remain tight uh, in order to contain the threat of inflation. What that will mean is that the sacrifice will be good. So, um, but if you look at it from the fiscal side, together with the monetary side, you see that from the two main policy angles, tightening, consolidation, the sacrifice is growth. And that is where all of us should be concerned because to reduce inflation drastically from 50.3% or so to let's say 28% or 22% next year, it is going to come at a price and the price will be growth. The price will be employment generation. Because, and that is why you see that uh, the, the growth projection for 2023 is 2.8%, right? Lower than the, the, the growth projection for 2022, okay? So that is the sacrifice. That is the price. That is just at one level, right? Then you are also looking at the debt exchange, right? So to restore debt sustainability is now going to come at a great price both at the fiscal side, of course, is doing minimum, but look at the price that creditors, even people who are on pension and have invested their pension money in, in government bonds, look at the arrangement, look at the, the 12 different instruments that are going to be issued in exchange for the existing ones. The, some will mature in 2038. That is the price. You look at the time value of money from now, and then 2028 and all of So a lot of the progress, macroeconomic stability that we want to have uh, as part of the IMF program will come at a great cost to all of us, cost in terms of politically, uh, socially, economically. I mean, so, so, and that is why we are saying that. But these gains that we are hoping to get 
the next important question, and in fact, the most important question, is how do we make it sustainable? And that is why we have been calling on government to initiate much deeper fiscal reforms and governance reforms. That way you'll be able to situate the gains. Remember, it is coming at a higher price. So if it's coming at a higher price, then you want to be very careful that the gains are made durable or sustainable. To do so will require that we initiate proper, effective, some drastic, to some extent, governance reforms, fiscal reforms, productivity enhancing reforms. In other words, what I'm saying is that Mm. the scripture has taught us a new wine cannot be put in an old wine skin. A new wine must be put in a new wine skin. So in order to situate the gains that we'll get from the debt restructuring, remember it's a higher price we are paying. That is so. And then also from the uh, uh, fiscal consolidation, mm. taxes are going up. Government wants to mobilize more and all of that. It's coming at a higher price, a great price. And therefore we must make sure that the gains that we will make and the trade-off in terms of the higher cost, we are able to situate them within a broader governance reform and fiscal reform together with productivity enhancing reform. When I say this, the understanding is that reforms are more effective when they are bundled together or when they reinforce each other. And, uh, well, we'll see how government uh, proceeds with all of these. Professor Buckman, I'm grateful for uh, your thoughts here on Newsnight on the outlook by the EIU as far as uh, debt servicing and the strength of our currency is concerned. Away from the economy, the Ghana Tertiary Education Commission has justified its decision to restrict admissions into the Colleges of Education for the 2023 academic year. The commission threatened to withhold feeding grants and teacher training allowances to Colleges of Education if they admit students beyond the quota set for them. Executive Director of the Africa Education Watch, Kofi Asari, says government is evading the real challenges the colleges have to contend with. He wants government to channel the money for allowances into addressing the real issues, including infrastructure. So this is not a sustainable policy. In 2014, we saw the same thing happening. Between 2006 and 2014, there were quotas in all these schools restricting intake simply because government couldn't afford paying a certain quantum of money as teacher training allowance. So this quota uh, has been there for about 15 years. Government has never admitted that any college of education is true. And I believe that the principals of the colleges in their wisdom will never admit students when the schools are choked. So that, 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 that is not the case. The best way forward is for government to channel the 240 million Ghana cities a year which has proven inadequate to finance the allowance and feeding scheme. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. 
go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Into the student loan scheme. It has, it has everything. It has everything to do with politics. Everything about this is politics. It is sad that policymakers will always wait for external actors to come and instruct them to reduce your compensation by deadline before appreciating spending efficiency and cost expenditure rationalization. Well, the vice principal for the Bagabaga Colleges of Edu- College of Education, Emmanuel Alhassan, tells John News about the massive infrastructure deficit in his school, which reflects the situation in many colleges of education. Actually, the project was supposed to have been completed in 2012, and that would have boosted the enrollment of females in the college. But because of this situation, we are forced to limit the number of ladies that we can admit. And this is something that we have strived to, uh, to solve, but it is not uh, something that is easy. Um, it's, it's a worry to us, and we have gone every length and breath to see how the contractor could come back to site. All certificates that he has prepared um, and submitted to get fund for payment, I think they have been honored. But whilst rejecting the description of the directive as a reintroduction of the quota system, GTEC says it is simply rational and a pragmatic decision. We also have to look at the number of teachers that uh, we need to produce for the campus. So it's also from a quality perspective. We want to make sure that the classrooms are not overcrowded and that students are being given uh, quality teaching. Uh, in the past, when reference was made to some quota system, um, I'm sure you may have uh, had access to what uh, Professor Yanka, who was Minister of State at the time, said. He said, we do not operate with a quota system. The only constraint to the number at that time was uh, a physical space for uh, having the students on campus, classroom, hostels, you know, and the like. Uh, and then also being mindful of the quality. So it's still the same thing. So there hasn't been quality. When I hear people say reintroduction of quota system, it seems to be suggestive of certain fixed mindset that prevailed at the second point, which is being re- No, we're just being rational and pragmatic. Physical system be. That's Professor Mohamed Salifu, the Director General of the Ghana Tertiary Education Commission. Now, the Chairman of the Board of Trustees of the National Cathedral Apostle, Professor Pokunina, has revealed that all who oppose the 80 million budgetary allocation for the construction of the National Cathedral, Cathedral did so because they didn't understand the concept of the project. Speaking at a three-day Bible reading marathon this morning at the National Cathedral Construction Site, he urged individuals to keep supporting the project. You see, you can never do something for the Lord without opposition. So opposition is normal. If you go through the Bible, you will see that uh, once God wants to do something, there is an opposition. So opposition will continue. But thank God that in the midst of oppositions, God also uh, raises some people who are able to support. So you rather focus on those people who are encouraging, who are supporting, encourage them to do that. We wish that the opposition had understood the concept.
But no matter what you do, sometimes if it is possible for you to cut off your head and give it to somebody, you do that and the person will never support what you are doing. So we are rather encouraging those people who see the essence, the importance of the cathedral to continue to support and bring others on board. Well, Reverend Dr. Joyce Ayu, who is also a member of the Board of Trustees, has, has disclosed that the project will be completed by the end of next year. I think next God year, be our helper next year, we should be finished. Let's go into the phone lines now. Sam George is MP for Ningo Pram Pram, and uh, uh, he was one of those who urged and pushed for the rejection of the 80 million budgetary allocation. Uh, Mr. George, Merry Christmas to you. And uh, your, your reaction to this, the Board of Trustees, they are unfazed by your opposition to the 80 million, but still uh, encouraged to move on to build the house for the Lord. Well, Merry Christmas to you and to your listeners. Um, it's it's refreshing to see the resolve of the Board of Trustees, um, and and for me that's that's a good sign. Uh, I can only urge the Board of Trustees, very respected men and women of God, people I have a lot of respect for. I can only urge them to channel the same energy in ensuring accountability for whatever expenditure is made in their name. I can state on authority that the Board of Trustees do not authorize payments on behalf of the Secretariat, but it's their face that is out there, and they must guard their reputations jealously by ensuring and demanding accountability. First and foremost, a house of God must be built on a foundation of transparency and honesty, and so I'd love to see my my very own father, Apostle Poponina, and um, who's chairman of the Board of Trustees, and the likes of the revered uh, woman I have so much respect for, Reverend Joyce I, Madam Joyce I, ex- demand accountability first and foremost. Uh, when Apostle Pukun, you know, was head of the Church of Pentecost, he demanded accountability and was, was very meticulous in the use of the Church of Pentecost resources. We want to see the same thing happen with the taxpayers' money. Um, and for me, look, the opinions on the cathedral are reminiscent of the Christian faith. The very book we, which is a, which is the bedrock of our faith, the Bible, has different versions. You have the King James, the New International, American Standard. So, and you even have different doctrines all within the same faith. That's why you have Methodists and Presbyterians and Charismatics and Catholics, various faiths. So, it is it is not out of place to see the different opinions of the cathedral. It is. It is fine and square. We respect their opinions, but I believe that they should also listen to what we are saying, pick the, the very important points we are making, and, 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 and realize that, again, one critical point that I've been seeking to make in the past few days is the fact that if that building is a cathedral, the board of trustees, who very well understand the essence of altars in the Christian faith, that at the heart of our religious rituals, as Christians, is the essence of the altar and how how unsoiled and undefiled the altar is. That building is not a cathedral. That building put up, being put up is a multi-purpose hall. A cathedral is a place of worship to the Christian God. It's a place of worship to God, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. I, I guess that makes the point of the chairman of the Board of Trustees, uh, Apostle Opokunina, when he says that you actually do not understand the concept of this project. 
Well, well, explain to me the concept. Will the Church of Pentecost allow a non-Christian, for example, an atheist who wants to hold a program, to use the main altar or use the building premises of the Church of Pentecost, where they, where they, where they celebrate and issue, give communion? In fact, the Catholic Church does not share its altar with other people, with other Christian faiths. So a charismatic bishop, Apostle Opokonina, cannot go into any of the Catholic temples and celebrate Mass there or preach from their altar. They don't accept that. So how then do you explain to me that you're building a cathedral that's supposed to be for Christians, for our place of worship, and anybody, irrespective of their faith or belief, can come and hire the place and any of the halls and use them. Would would I, as Sam George, be allowed by our brothers in the Muslim faith to hold a meeting or hold an event at the National Mosque? No, I won't. Well, regardless, the, the resolve is to complete this project by ending of next year. Uh, feasible or overly amb- ambitious? Well, we have faith, but the Bible says faith without works is dead. And so I, I admire the faith of our apostolic fathers and mothers. However, faith without works, I want to remind them, is dead. I want to see how we, we, we have a God who says we should call forth things that do not exist as though they exist. And, and faith, we know, is the, is, is the evidence of things hoped for, you know, substance of things not seen. So they have faith, and I admire their faith. But like I will repeat again, faith without works is dead. And, and that faith must be backed by a hunger and a desire for accountability. Well, they have indicated that they will be uh, rolling out a massive, uh, you know, campaign for donations to point to support the project. Let's see how that uh, pans out. Thank you very much. Sam George, MP for Ningo Pram Pram. Well, a year ago, general manager of the Joy brand, Elvis Kokukwashi, left this earth to join his maker in heaven. A year on, his family and friends have gathered at his home to celebrate his life. My colleague, Mapito Sabidi, is there and joins us live. Mapito, uh, describe the mood for us there and um, what has transpired today. Ernest, it's a mood of gratitude, hope and light. It is not as somebody as it was a year ago. Uh, there have been some songs and praises of thanksgiving, uh, thanksgiving to the maker that we have made it this far. Um, we're hopeful that we will be able to make it further. Uh, right now, uh, one of the church leaders from the Matariko English Assembly was uh, speaking, and he was just you know, recalling how Elvis was the one who started uh, the church, and he was there at the formative years of the church. He also tells us that next year will be 10 years uh, since the Mataniko English Assembly has been formed. So people are just really grateful for life, uh, Thanksgiving, and also saying that, you know what, we know that Elvis, wherever you are, you're looking over us, and we are grateful for that. Mapito, thank you very much for bringing us uh, that update and may his soul continue to rest in peace. That's it for the uh, 30 minutes package of Newsnight here on Joy 99.7 FM. Our top story this arm, UK based EIU predicts Ghana will have challenges servicing its huge debt next year as the debt repayment burden will eat up a substantial share of our revenue for 2023. We brought you some analysis. We have more stories on myjoyonline.com. I'm Ernest Mino. Enjoy the rest of your evening.